Lola, you've told the Twitter sphere that you're a virgin. Yeah. I, yeah, I was, hands what, were shaking when I did that. <laughs> what, what made you say that? Why do you want people to know that? I mean, I just don't believe in it. I just, you know, I, I want to wait till I'm married to have sex. My mom, she was my dad with, for 20 years. They never got married, and they're not together anymore. So I just want that, I want to have that solid bond. It's just something, a gift I want to give to my husband, so. Wow. But please understand, this journey has been hard. <laughs> I'm not, or if there's virgins out there, I'm going to let them know. It's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Harder than training for the Olympics, harder than graduating from college has been to stay a virgin before marriage. I've been tempted. I've, I've had plenty of opportunities. <laughs> I, I don't doubt that. Yeah, well, I'm one year out from turning 30, so I say if they're making a sequel to the 30-year-old virgin, they definitely, I am their candidate. I would love to. I'm, you know, I'm a little bit awkward like Steve Carell. I could definitely play that role. People are going to find this very hard to believe. It was cute. Like when I was 22, 24, it was cute. Like, oh, I'm a virgin. You know, that's, that's cute. 24 through 29, it's not cute. Like you get judged a lot. You, you know, you, a lot of guys won't return your calls after they find out. They, here's the two things that happen when you tell a guy you're a virgin. And this is the honest truth. So one, you tell them, they say, oh, okay, I respect that. But you can already see it in their mind and in their eyes that they're like, she's lying about this, I and see. I'll crack it. So after we talk a month or so, or you know, usually a month to three months, then they're like, oh, shoot, she was serious. <laughs> Time for me to exit. When I put together your whole life and what you've been through, and you've had traumas, and you've had this unstable existence for such a long time, it, it actually makes sense to me that you want to have the kind of family that you wish you'd had as a kid. Yeah, I just, I guess I want that Norman Rockwell picture. Fellow teammates, welcome to another episode of the Move Swiftly podcast. I am your host, Aswan Crookshank, the founder of Gym 44 Recruiting and author of Swiftly, Your Guide to Innovative Teamwork. Teammates, last week I used the term spontaneity when I was describing some of the takeaways from Gail Larson's book titled Transformational Speaking. Now, every time I hear the word spontaneity, I automatically think about, I automatically think about sex. I really do. Because there's, there's an, it's an incredible feeling to have spontaneous sex. There's, <laughs> there's very few things that are better than having sex at a time when you didn't necessarily expect to be having sex or in a place in which you didn't necessarily expect to be having sex at that place. It's spontaneous, it's beautiful, it's lovely. I applaud it. I applaud it very much. However, it is very, very important that you're doing it with the right person. And that brings me to the topic of today's discussion. 
in fact, it's more of a warning than a topic. It's more of a warning to make sure you guys understand who you're having sex with, what you're doing sexually is going to ultimately be what makes and breaks you. I believe it was in the Bible. I'm not sure if this was in the Bible, but I heard it somewhere. It said, the fall of many great men is a woman. All right, now as a person like myself who has been celibate for over 10 years now, I can tell you I understand that this is not going to be a very easy episode for you guys to hear. But you need to hear it because it's so incredibly important. All right. A few days after I gave last week's discussion, I was out for my run. I take a run every single morning. Wake up, I put my headphones on, I get my mind right. And the running every morning has taken the place of sex for me. It's given me that same feeling. I'm now putting my energy into something productive. That's why I love running so much because I know I can get that, I can release that same energy. And I don't have to drag someone down or drag someone that I don't want to be with down. I have to use I don't have to use another person for my own desires. I can create that feeling for myself. All right? And I, and I, I recommend every last one of you guys adopt those same kind of habits. You know, figure out ways to create that energy and get that same feeling for yourself. Because it's going to be important. It's going to be very important. Now, I'm out for my run, and I, I use YouTube music. I'm cheap. You know, I'm not, I didn't pay for a membership. I'm a cheap guy. <laughs> all right. So as I'm running, I listen to all the advertisements and everything I just suffer through. I do what I got to do. Now, one of the advertisements came up, and it was this old married couple. Must have been in their 70s. There's a man and a woman, and ad comes up. And the woman in the ad goes, hey, we and him, we do it every night. Old married couple, that's what it was. And then immediately, as soon as she says that, it's like, yes, we use Cascade dishwasher every single night. <laughs> and there you have it, teammates. There, there's a product, there's a dishwashing product that is using sex as a way of enticing people. So it's a part, it's a very, the reason it's such a challenging thing to get over, this is, this is such a difficult thing for us to overcome, to, to gain victory over, is because it is used, it is commercial and it is used to sell every single product. It is used as a way of enticing people. It's used as a way of making young people, making people in general feel like they're not cool enough if they're not having sex or they're not accepted, they're not normal if they're having sex, if they're not having sex at a young age. And I was a part of that world for very long. Trust me. I've, I'm in the world now where I'm not sexually active versus the world I used to be when I was in high school where I was very sexually active. And I'm telling you from experience, it is way more better to be not sexually active and know that your future significant other is just coming down the pipeline. To live in that possibility, to live in that place where you know something great's going to happen as opposed to having someone like an anchor on your foot where someone's just pulling you back and pulling you back and you can't get to the things you want to get to in life because you got to deal with this person that you don't even want anymore. You're just with them for the sex. Right. It is so better to be in the world I am now. All right. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I pray that you guys can feel the the exhilarating feeling I have right now. Just even being able to boldly speak about it. Uh, And I'll give you I'll give you a few examples. Back when I was sexually, this was when I did. I lost my virginity when I was a sophomore in high school, sophomore in high school. All right. And I was with my I was with my girlfriend for all four years. 
it took me two years to convince her to like me. And I may or may not have mentioned that on the podcast. I know I probably said something about it in, in swiftly. But it took me two years for, it was two years of her rejecting me. I don't want him. I don't want him. I don't want him. And then all of a sudden she started, she called me. And this, this is the scary part. <laughs> this is what is really concerning. Is she called me and she was only about two years older than my niece is now. Right. She called me and she was ready to lose her virginity, basically. And that was the only reason that I started listening. Because it was at a time where it's older now and she's reaching that age where she just wants to lose her virginity. And she had some big ass titties and I just wanted to lose it, too. And and then we end up being together for four years, which made absolutely no sense at all. But again, I was controlled by the marketing. I was controlled by wanting to to just be with someone. I'm a football player, and I gotta have a lot of loser virginity. All that shit. I was focused on that, and that's what's scary. Is yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm so excited to give this talk because she, at the age, was only two years older than my niece is now. So I gotta make sure I'm doing what I gotta do for my niece. All right, I gotta make sure I'm doing what I gotta do for all the young girls who can fall into that trap of you know enticing a man based on their sexual based on everyone's sexual desires because it will ruin you it will ruin you now here's what happened once I graduated college from Stony Brook University, as you guys know, I became a very very ferocious reader. One of the first few books I read was the auto was Lawrence Taylor, Hall of Fame linebacker for the New York, Giant, New York Giants. He wrote a book titled Over the Edge, LT Over the Edge. And man, teammates, look, he got deep. He got real deep. Lawrence Taylor got real deep in that book. If you ever get a chance to read it, pick it up. It's called Over the Edge or something like that, LT Over the Edge. And he goes heavy into his drug addiction. He goes heavy into all the problems that he had personally growing up. And... The, the biggest takeaway, the thing I took away the most was how much money he used to spend on prostitutes a night. I mean, he was talking about a couple hundred thousand a night on prostitutes. He actually used the term, he used the term, he feels like he must have Viagra in his bloodstream. That's how much he couldn't stay away from hookers and prostitutes and all that shit. All right. Life was ruined. I read that at age 22. By the time I got to Florida, I was in Florida, I must have been around 29, I was approaching my 30s, and it was at a time where, as usual, I was a little worried because I wasn't with anyone, and there was a sense that you have to be 30, once you get to 30, you have to have it all together, and there were times in which I was tugging on that, and I was a little concerned with that, but over time, I got over, and I realized, you're not old at 30, you don't have anything to worry, you're not behind the eight ball at all, but anyway... I was in a strip club, <laughs> all right, I was in a strip club, having some good conversation, having drinks, having some good conversation, talking to strippers, yada, 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 and one of the strippers, <laughs> you know, one of the strippers pulls out her phone and showed me a picture of Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> this is not, I'm not lying to you. She showed me a picture of Lawrence Taylor, and she starts giving me the whole body. She's like, look... The only reason he isn't with me right now is because if he was to leave his wife right now, she'd make too much money. And because Lawrence said, again, he played linebacker, and he was a hero. He's like a sports hero to me. My heroes, man. It's my heroes, no? He's <laughs> like a hero to me. And I didn't want to believe her. It's like me and this stripper are going back and forth for a while. I'm like, no way. No way. No way. No. No. Not LT. 
<laughs> and she pulled out her phone and approved it. Improved it. She's like, yeah. That's what, and just a tore, I mean, I could see if it was a fine. This is a tore up looking stripper. Like, not even, not even fine. And I, I mean, killed my buzz. I just thought, and I left. I left the place. It, it hurt. It hurt. It hurt. It hurt me. All right, TMA. So I can only imagine what he goes through. We're talking about an NFL Hall of Famer. And you guys have heard from several guests that have, some guests that play in the NFL, played football. There's all types of guests that I've had on here and understand that just because they put on that gold jacket does not mean all their problems go away. There's real deep-rooted problems. This sex problem goes deeper. You can't cover it up. You can't mask it up. I, I can sit up here and tell you, give you example after example after example after example about how when a man can't control his sexual desires, he is ruined. Example after example, I can give it to you so many ways. All right, there, there was another time where I don't even know this person. I was sitting in the Hooters, actually. I know it seems strange, I'm strip club Hooters, but you know, I go to those places because I enjoy good quality conversation. I don't do anything in those places. I enjoy having a beer, having some quality conversation, and going to a games before you guys go judging me. All right, but these are the things you hear when you sit by the bar and you, you do your thing. It was another time I was at Hooters, and there was a guy there. He must have been in his late 60s. I mean, hair, gray. And, you know, I was having a conversation with one of my favorite Hooters girls. And then he comes in, and he's talking He's talking about some three-year-old that he has with a woman that he doesn't even know. And just a bunch of baby mama drama. And, and they're just looking at him like, dude, you got to put it. You got to get your shit together, man. And the sad thing is these are two brothers. These are black men. Black men. All right, and that's what's sad about it, but that, that's another episode. That's a conversation for another episode. All right, what I, what I'm, I'm spe- who I'm specifically talking to today are the young people. All right, the young people who have their whole lives ahead of them. And if you don't get control of your sexual desires, you will be ruined. All right, you have your whole life ahead of you. Don't let this thing ruin your career. Don't let this thing take over you. And I know I'm, I know it's a difficult time because we do have a lot of irresponsible adults. We do have a lot of irresponsible CEOs. People that will put this bullshit out there with Cascade and oh, let's take two, let's take two elder, let's take an elderly couple and make it seem like they're having sex and then sell them some dishwashing liquid or whatever the fuck it is they were selling. There's tons of that bullshit. I get it. So you have to work really hard and staying away from the media, stay away from all the advertising, and just focus on the good things, man. Focus on the good things. Focus on the things that are going to propel you and take you to another, the next level. Look at me. Look at my story and say, Aswan did it differently. Aswan wakes up every morning and takes a run, and that replaces it. That gets his mind right. That centers him. Do it different. Because it ain't worth it. Trust me, it isn't worth it. Let me, in high school, all right, when I was in high school, I was a sophomore in high school, and I'll close with this story. I was a sophomore in high school, and I had a religion teacher named Miss Sullivan. Now, Miss Sullivan and I, we had our differences. We did, all right? It's, it's normal that I have differences with female teachers. That's just the way it is. That, again, that's another conversation for another episode. But for this particular episode, this is what Miss Sullivan did. Miss Sullivan was a great teacher, but she was very nice. And she was a great teacher. And she did, and this was her first year. Her first year there was when I was a sophomore. She had me, and we had each other. One of the things Miss Sullivan did during my sophomore year was she brought in a guest speaker. 
And I can't even remember this guest speaker's name. The only thing I remember about her is she had this glow. She had this glowing eye. She was the most beautiful woman that I had seen all four years of high school. All four years of high school. And I was around a lot of women. She was this, the most beautiful woman that I have ever met and I've ever seen. Why was she beautiful? Because she came in and she gave a talk about why abstinence is so important and why celibacy is so important. And she said it with this glow. She says, young men, young women, I'm in the real world. And I know it sounds like I'm asking a lot of you right now. But when you see the way it is, when you see life the way it is, when you understand that life, sex is great, but you have got to appreciate it. You've got to do things the right way. And I'm telling you, you will be blessed beyond belief. She said it just like, I didn't say it like her. I couldn't even, I can't even remember the way she said it word for word because I was so fixated. I was so into the sex. I was so sexually active at that point. I was just looking at her like, you're crazy. There's no way, there's no way you're going to tell me sex isn't, sex isn't great or, or that, that I should be having sex. I actually just ignore these feelings. That should ignore my dick getting hard and all that, right? <laughs> Listen, but she was right. All right, teammates, she was right. And I want you, I, I'm praying for you guys. All right. Love is real. Love is real. It's the realest thing in the world. Trust me. God has made this person for you. You have just got to have yourself in the ready set position. You cannot be doing what you want to do in the meantime and expect for this significant other to come and find you. All right, teammates. Hold on to everything I said today. Be careful because it's a, a, like I mentioned, it's all over the market and I get you're going to feel rejected. You're going to be lonely. All that shit. All of that is a blessing. Just take it, run with it. And I promise you, God is going to bless you in ways that you will have never expected. Fellow teammates, continue to move swiftly. We'll talk more soon. I know you recently got engaged, so yes. congratulations. Um, Two-part question. First part, could you tell us how you and Demi Lee met? And we know that you have been um, staying, you know, celibate until you're married, which I think is phenomenal. For There's a lot of us that are doing that as well. And I think it's encouraging to others. So, yes, ask us. I wanted to ask you how you met, and then could you tell us what you did to remain celibate? We actually met, uh, our foundation has um, something that we call Night to Shine, and it's a worldwide prompt for people with special needs. It actually just happened this past um, Friday, um, 24 countries, 655 locations around the world, in all 50 states, and um, it's my favorite night of the year, and probably my favorite thing that I do in my life. Um, and um, so her sister has special needs. And uh, we've had a, a night to shine in South Africa over the last few years. And so she got invited to that. And then through that, we connected. And then we emailed back and forth and then text and then calls. And then all of a sudden, we didn't stop speaking. <laughs> and uh, now we're engaged. And um, Congratulations. thank you so much. And so that has been um, really special. And, um, and she's incredibly special. And um, I definitely feel like I'm marrying up. And um, so that is, is really great. And she'll be there tonight. Um, so I'm sure she's somewhere getting ready right now. <laughs> you outpunted your coverage, to use a football term. <laughs> a fan um, asked me to ask you, how did you know that she was the one? You know what's crazy is I, we, we both kind of knew, like the 
first or second time we hung out. And um, I don't know, it's hard to explain, you just, just kind of knew. How did you manage to you know, remain celibate and say we're going to wait until our wedding night, even though it's hard because she's Miss Universe? Um, it's just a choice that, um, that we made that um, we both wanted to do that together and um, just try to make it as special as possible. No, now that you're engaged, everyone's been asking me, okay, can you ask his brother, is he single? They want to know, are you available? Currently, I'm on the market, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Punk domestic violence, man, the quick job asking them stop at 